0: somewhere in the season of family life we're going to meet with loss of some kind and that's what we're going to be looking at this week stay with us well welcome to the home place my name's paul this is my lovely wife carolyn and this week in our ninth sabbath Mm -hmm. school study uh, we're looking at times of loss loss is inevitable to all of us i mean it's it's going to happen even the lesson started off there with uh, after adam and eve made that fatal choice mm-hmm. in the in the garden there was a whole chain of losses that happened to them as soon as adam and eve sinned god provided them with skins mm-hmm. to cover their nakedness those skins had to come mm-hmm. from an animal so there was which there was loss god of life.
1: himself had to take that life. yeah
0: yeah Imagine that. The loss of life was the first thing. And then obviously they lost access to the tree of life, Mm -hmm. lest they perpetuate this whole sin thing forever. They
1: lost their home.
0: They lost Eden. Um, And then, of course, they lost their son down the track. Both sons, really. Both sons, yeah. And then we don't know which one died first, Adam or Eve, but then eventually they lost a spouse. All because of one decision. Mm -hmm. So for us living down here like way 6,000 years later with all the lousy decisions (laughs) that we have made and others have made, you know, is it any surprise that we're going to meet with loss? Not really. It's inevitable. It 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 really is is. inevitable. Um, So we need to cover it this week. uh, Uh, And we're going to look at
1: how to handle And how to work through and to cope with those times of loss.
0: And I think loss is more difficult to deal with the closer to home that it is. Right. So, you know, if I lost my friend in Africa that I haven't seen for 30 years, I mean, it's sad. Mm -hmm. But if I lose you or one of my children or those closest to us, it hurts so much more and needs more of God Mm -hmm. to get us through. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely. So Sunday was loss of health. What happened to you, didn't Which,
1: it? well, it kind of comes to all of us eventually. And I don't know if you can tell, but my hubby's not his full shilling today. <laughs> I just have a
0: head cold. <laughs> um,
1: so um, anyway, he's trying to look lively, but you know how that is. But yeah, just in this last year, I seriously lost my health. And to be honest, never thought I would really get it back. I mean, you kind of, of course, you pray and you... You know, you hope that you will, but somehow the vigor had gone. Right. And I couldn't imagine ever being able to get that back. Right. And, and, and have you? And, well, and oftentimes people never do. But miraculously, and we know it's a miracle. I'm in remission. I have Lyme disease. Of course, that means it never goes away, but it's in remission. And as long as I can keep it there, and those are some choices I have to make, as long as I can keep it there, I'm good. And I also lost a lot of my hearing in that journey and had hearing aids, but miraculously, that has returned probably 90% of my hearing loss has returned.
0: That's the good news, but I remember when you were losing your mobility and you were losing your hearing, you said one time, it's like, I'm having to grieve the loss of Mm -hmm. those things Mm -hmm. because now you can't do what you could once do. And I guess that comes to all of us. I Mm -hmm. was thinking about that, thinking about my parents and, um, and even ourselves in a few years' time it's inevitable that we're going to lose our health. Right. Yeah? We can think, well, because I'm vegetarian or vegan right, and right. I, I walk every day and I exercise and, you know, I try to get... And,
1: and we need to do all of those yeah, things. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not In, discounting those And if we don't things. do those things, it's foolishness and it's actually selfishness on our part if we don't take care of our health so we're around as long as we can. But even, even doing other.
0: those things, we can't think. And I think somehow we can settle into this mindset. Mm-hmm. If I do all of these things, I'll die like Moses or something. I'll climb right. up a mountain and then right. I'll just die. Right. You know, but it's not gonna be like that. There's gonna be some aches and pains. There might be cancer, there might mm-hmm. be a, a stroke, a heart attack, any kind of things can happen to us after a healthy life. So we gotta we gotta have some coping mechanisms. There.
1: Right. And then, you know, learning to handle loss as it as it happens to us as we get older. As you said recently you were visiting the street where you were raised and you remember what you said? All but your parents and think one other family's parents had all passed yeah, away. Phenomenal. And and you don't tend to we don't tend to think of it. It's like it's, it's We live there. in our little
0: bubble right. and God sees the whole timeline of people coming and going. And I guess when you get to our age, I was chatting with my cousin. They said, are you getting to the point now where you're going to more funerals and weddings? No, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> we
1: haven't, but I guess it's going <laughs> That's because our friends are healthy, I now, guess. <laughs> now, having said all of that, and we talked about how you can live a healthy life and you could still get sick. You know, my father died at 61 with cancer. That was a real shock to all right. of us. He was a man of great faith, and we believed that God could heal him. Right. and we asked and we pled with the lord to do so and god did answer but god doesn't always answer yes in my case with my lime and my hearing he's answered yes but he didn't in my father's case right. he answered no and, and, and he in passed many away cases, he does not and you know, then we have to deal with that whole that whole process. And I actually came across this verse when I was studying the lesson, Second Corinthians, um, chapter one, verses three and four. It says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God." You know, I think as we go through these seasons of loss and we experience it in different ways, we can then use the comfort that we have been given to bless others. And, you know, I was 31, 30 when I lost my dad. Right. And in the, in the last, you know, 25 years, I've been able to comfort other people who have gone through similar circumstances because it's only when you go through it that you fully understand how to help somebody right. else.
0: Yeah, it is, it's true. Um, are you done? moving on from
1: well can i just throw in one last yeah. thing on loss a loss of health and i think it's it's very painful to lose a parent but i can only imagine how much more painful it is to lose a child right some people it's at birth if the child is stillborn or maybe in the first few weeks of birth or the first few years of life or even in pregnancy right right it's it's a very painful and traumatic and
0: we we're going to get to grieving uh near the end of the lesson here because there was some good counsel there but Mm -hmm. just for the sake of time i hate Mm -hmm. to cut you off but we got to move to monday and tuesday monday and tuesday was talking about the loss of trust Mm. And that almost can be just as painful as the loss of life.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, or the loss of health, because we're going to get to the loss that's of right, That's right,
0: that's um, right. Again, also <laughs> loss of trust is also somewhat inevitable, mm-hmm. even in the church. I mean, well,
1: again, God, we don't tend to think of it this way, but God, God has feelings. And God, there was a lack of trust in Adam and Eve toward God, right. that they would buy into the lies of the serpent. And so God went through what that feels like when somebody loses trust in you.
0: And I'm sure you have been through a situation where somebody let you down big time. If you haven't, I'm sorry to be the <laughs> bearer of bad news, but it's <laughs> coming. It's got to come because there's so many people and so many relationships. Eventually, somebody's going to let us down, right. or we're going to let somebody and, else down.
1: And the closer to home that is, yes. the more painful it is. When it's somebody that's, you know, as you say, at the other side of the world is one thing, but somebody from your own close knit family is so, much more painful.
0: Uh, we, we've had this in our own experience, and we've realized that to fix that loss of trust, it takes it takes quite a few things mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. pretty complicated but just simply put it takes time and it takes complete openness mm-hmm. and the lesson did a good job of bringing mm-hmm, this out mm-hmm. if you are not completely open then what happens is you gain some ground and then some other misdemeanor comes into play uh, or into then... light and it knocks the confidence right. and, and the that, trust down again. that
1: trust, the lack of trust goes even deeper yeah. in the way. And
0: each time it the trust is, is broken, it's harder to get it mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So if you have a loss of trust, somebody with you or you with somebody else, it's going to take time and you've got to be completely open. A couple of things from Scripture as well here. Um, we've got to humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. The, the whole verse is there, but we have to, we have to be humble. We can't just say it's my way or the highway because there's obviously more ways to look at this than just this one person, you. Um, (laughs) So we've got to be humble. Uh, If we're not humble, we end up just going down a street and there's only us on it. Um, And it isn't going north. (laughs) um the second thing scripture brought out here was we've got to confess uh, Mm our trespasses not just to god but to one another
1: well Uh, that confessing trespasses one to another is i don't i don't know if you're about to go there but it goes hand in hand with forgiveness
0: right well that's that's where i was going that was where you were headed and if we uh, uh, we've got to forgive as well um if we're not forgiving in this loss of trust restoring process, it would just go on forever.
1: Right, and I've been studying the subject of forgiveness for a while now. And one of the keys to being able to forgive is to quit blaming. Right. Because when we blame, that's what we tend to do. It's a holding it's like, pattern, isn't right, it? Right, it's right. So, you know, this is the problem and you are the reason, then I can... That's how I get it all out. But how can you forgive if you're going to blame? Mm. You first of all have to stop blaming, even though it may be that your circumstance was caused by the, the bad behaviour of other people. Yeah, even
0: if the blame is... Justified. Legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no use going on about it because every time you blame... You're putting down the other person and strengthening yourself and the gap is just getting bigger.
1: And then and, and the more you blame, the less you can forgive because what yeah. they did was wrong. Therefore, yeah. I don't need to forgive them because they deserve me. Right. They deserve forgiving. me
0: to not forgive them.
1: <laughs> but who we hurt when we don't forgive, it's not them at all that we hurt. It's us that right. we hurt ourselves.
0: Right. Um, abuse mm. and a loss mm. of trust are very closely intertwined. And again, the lesson authors did a phenomenal they job they really did really good I encourage you if you if you haven't got this get hold of it from a if local Adventist church if you have opened it
1: it's time <laughs> yeah
0: or you can get it online but if you look under uh Tuesdays it was excellent talking about abuse I just want to make an appeal based on what was there in the lesson if you have power over somebody and you are abusing that power and putting them in a difficult situation physically verbally sexually uh, emotionally then i plead with you don't do that anymore you don't realize the damage you are doing that person and the damage you are doing yourself mm-hmm. it, it's we can't say too much on a family program yeah. but if you're an abuser please Get some help. Get out of there. You're not happy doing it and you never will be.
1: What if What if we're talking to an abused person right yeah. now? Yeah, and
0: again, if... if Who's you, in it right now. If you're being abused, um, of course, that word abuse is...
1: Been abused. Has
0: been abused, so we it's hard to define it, but... It, you know,
1: it can, it can... Well, these days, it's like I ask my child to take out the trash and now I abuse them. It's like, <laughs> not you're really. my
0: liberties. <laughs> yeah, <that's> like, not <laughs> so really. You're asked to look at their phone. No, you're abusing me. It's like, no, those things aren't abuse. But there are, even though the word abuse has been abused, Mm -hmm. there is still real abuse going on. And again, the lesson did a great job of bringing out that home, uh, in the quietness of these four walls, is where a lot of that violence takes Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. uh, Sexually, Mm -hmm. um, physically, verbally. So if you are being abused and you know you are, and it's going on and on and on, please get some
1: help. Absolutely. Tell
0: somebody. Tell somebody who will do something. Right. If you tell somebody and they don't do anything, tell somebody well, else. And, and the
1: hard thing for someone being abused is they often feel guilty. Somehow the abuser can put the guilt trip Definitely, on them. Yes. And they feel guilty, though they're not. They're the innocent party. Yeah. And when that happens, then it's very difficult for those individuals to go seek for help. Yeah. It's, so, if you're
0: being abused, it's not your fault. that the abuser is abusing you you may have led him into it you may not have but that's that's the past it's it's yeah his abuse is unwarranted and you shouldn't you shouldn't allow it to carry on and
1: then you know if you are aware of someone that has been abused they need a lot of tender compassionate compassion and sympathy because An abused person feels worthless. Yeah, it just just feels dirty. Yeah, knocks you
0: down and down and down. They just
1: need building up and encouraging and loved and being shown the love of God.
0: So even what I was sharing now, I realize, you know, if you're being abused, tell somebody. I realize that is a huge step. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm being abused, tell somebody, great. Yeah. How do I do that? Because we've sunk so far down
1: but well, by some, the grace
0: of god you know pray that he'll somehow bring some circumstances or somebody will ask some questions and you'll just be able to blurt it out
1: right yeah. because sometimes it's people in high positions abusing people in low positions yeah or, and or those familiar people, people. yeah well, no, and then those people being abused are fearful to go and you know open this up yeah. because they won't be believed and it
0: blow the whistle
1: we we could we could recount story after story of people that we know these things have happened
0: to blow the whistle Mm -hmm. get help
1: because heaven sees it
0: yeah and the the thing that we have learned from our interaction with people is it's probably not going to get better i know the abuser often feels like or the abuse feels like one day this will pass well it could go on another year or two or ten or forty so get help Mm -hmm. there's never never a better time than now um, okay, well that that was um, that was pretty serious. Tuesdays, um, Monday, and Tuesdays. Monday and Tuesdays. Wednesdays was a loss of freedom.
1: So going to jail, jail time—is that what this is?
0: There, there, there's a new jail. There's a new mm. jail in first world countries. Addiction. Yeah. It's the new jail. You can be just as verily behind bars sitting in your own actually room.
1: i think you're safer in prison than this this
0: well i don't know that's, a, that's a big statement <laughs> a lot of bad stuff goes on in prison is too true, um, but at
1: least you can't get your hands on all these
0: different things Oh, of course you can of course you can. drugs well yeah but probably i've not been in prison but i'm sure those guys have Me ways We neither yet <laughs> um you know as soon as we <coughs> give way to temptation we have set one foot in the prison now after one um, dabbling with temptation or one stepping into sin then you know by the grace of God we can get out with God's help but if we keep doing it over and over again we're putting up one bar after the other one bar after the other
1: and it's it's similar to kind of what we talked about on yesterday's lesson that it's not something to be proud of necessarily. So it's not something that people often want to acknowledge, number one, and number two, do something about to get help. Right. Yet yeah, Whether this is drug, drug addiction or alcohol addiction or pornography, pornography addiction, there's a lot of help out there.
0: Or device addiction. Device
1: addiction, you know, video game addiction. There's help out there to be able to break it from these things. And um, the,
0: fir- the first step in help, though, is just telling somebody, hey, "Right, I'm right. struggling, Can and, you I, I, and I
1: just want to share this verse. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Get rid of whatever it is. So we have counseled people that are into pornography. If you have to get rid of every computer in your house and every phone in your house, every tablet in your house, whatever you have to do to get clean, and, um, and there's great help groups and support groups for that very for that very addiction get rid of it if it's if it's alcohol flush it down the toilet get rid of it right don't leave it lying around and then it, think, it's more I'm than good that enough. though.
0: make no provision for the flesh you got to empty your right uh, pockets of any cash you got to give your credit right. cards over you just got to get make it an, impossible get accountability if you leave, person. yeah if you leave one option open
1: the devil will get right that's in there. the
0: option the devil will use he uh, only needs one he only needs right. half of one
1: and, and um, with addictions accountability to someone someone that you trust right. someone that you know that loves you to help you work
0: through it this is all under the loss of freedom right and we live you know um we live in a uh, a free nation maybe if you're watching this you don't but here in the united states we're free but i don't think we're any freer <laughs> than we were you no, know 150 no. years ago and
1: you know i think when when Either you are in a home where somebody is working through addiction, or you are the individual that has this situation. The promises of God are the most powerful thing, and one of the ones that I love is First Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon Him for he careth for you. He doesn't care what your situation is. He cares for you. And you can give him all of it, whether you are the person suffering as a result of someone else's addiction or whether you are the person suffering from, from your own addiction. Yeah, or abuse. Or abuse. So the verse goes yeah. for that as yeah. well. Yeah.
0: Okay, we really do need to wrap it up. Thursday was the loss of life. Mm,
1: that's um, kind of the the ultimate loss.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have to face it. If If Jesus doesn't come back, Either you're going to die and I'm going to be left on my own, or the other way around. I, gonna... I
1: say we go together.
0: <laughs> you can't, you can't plan that. <laughs> can't you know? pick
1: that. Can't I mean, choose we, that. that. But come, you Lord know, Jesus, come. Well, because you know, as a girl growing up, my father never thought he'd see his children grow up to be adults. Right. And now he's been and gone and now he never did see our children because he right. passed away before that and now here we are with our young people moving out in life and we've always grown never really thinking about dying because we thought Jesus would come again. Right. And I was thinking about back in the back in the time of the great um, disappointment. Right. People, you know, there was that that um, preacher that died. He got a cold. Forgot, yeah. Forgot his name.
0: Yeah, straight after the baptism. Right. I straight, his he name. baptized
1: and he got a cold and then he died and got his, a chill. Yeah. Yeah, and the family said it's okay, don't grieve, children, because in a few days, daddy will be resurrected. And here we are, how many years later?
0: For him, it was a few days. Right. And the lesson brought this out that. When death comes to the person who's died in the Lord, it's just a sleep for them. Right. The next thing they know, they'll be waking right. up to the resurrection but morning. But it's the but rest of us. For us, it's a hard thing. So I wanted to talk a little bit about grieving. And mm-hmm. the lesson again did a fantastic job talking about this in very practical terms. Right.
1: Did you did you get down the different categories? I didn't.
0: I didn't. I had this I text. I share though. that. Yeah, you can. Let me just share this text. Oh, I didn't have the text. Here's here's the text. <laughs> It's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Um, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those that have fallen asleep. Yes, lest ye sorrow as others who have no hope. I think we can look at that sometimes and say, oh, I shouldn't sorrow. I shouldn't grieve. It doesn't say that. Right. Jesus
1: wept and he knew he was going to be raised again. Yeah,
0: this is what it says. It says, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Mm Mm-hmm imagine the sorrow for people who have no hope we have some hope in a merciful savior in a resurrection so there's still going to be a grieving process you might cry for days you might cry for weeks you might cry well, for years can I, can it's I okay share,
1: yeah can I share what yeah. I, what I picked up so in the lesson quarterly again go go take a look at it because it was fabulous but it gives different stages of grief and there's denial the first stage which they were saying would last you know can last two to three months and I think it depends on the circumstances I know when we lost my father I don't really think I was in denial because we'd been preparing for this because he had cancer and we knew that it was Gonna come so I don't know that I went through the denial stage, but the next stage Six to months to a year talking about them all the time remembering them I know I did that a lot right. Never a day went by when I didn't say something about my dad it almost felt like if I didn't I was forgetting him him. and I couldn't bear that and
0: I I know today people have the same struggle with what do I do with their Facebook page what do I do with their voicemail you know those are real I mean what a thing to have to go in and delete somebody's you know accounts you feel like you know you're you're killing them almost
1: (laughs) oh and then 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 the third stage despair and depression and it doesn't even give a length of that but quite a bit longer that that coming to terms with their absence and how to move on and carry on without them there can take years. Yeah,
0: and you've been through it and it does get easier. And it does Um, get
1: easier. And eventually the last stage, final stage is recovery. That's not treating it as if they never existed, but being able to move on into life in spite of them not being present. I,
0: I think that the whole grieving process is recovery. It just doesn't necessarily feel like that until you get to the the latter stage. But
1: you can kind of say to yourself, yeah, well, I don't need to go through that. That's kind of for the weak person, the strong person. The believer in God wouldn't go through those stages. But I can assure you that is the healthy way to process. Some people don't. And some people go 20 years and they don't start to grieve. And I believe it's a much more damaging detrimental That's more thing of
0: a, a, a trickle grief
1: <laughs> well it, it's it's damaging to the body to the brain to the emotions you're going to sneeze, sneeze. <laughs> yeah. you did really good so far yeah
0: we need to wrap it up we, we are way 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 past time well we it's hope a this, big subject it is know? a big subject it's something that we could uh, and as one viewer said, they could listen to us rabbiting on for hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think we should wrap it up with Revelation 21, verse 4. Go
0: ahead, go ahead.
1: Revelation 21, verse 4. We know it. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no cr- nor crying. There should be no more pain for the former things have passed away. That is what we have to look forward to. And if we know people going through these things who have no hope in God, this is an opportunity when we, we meet with those people to give them a hope. Yeah. Because that's again, what we have.
0: Again, in, if you're not going through a time of loss at the moment, there's got to be somebody around you is who is. Maybe they've lost a friend. Maybe they've lost a, a dog. Maybe Whatever it is, reach out. Give them some comfort. It mm-hmm. would mean the world to them. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Paul and Carolyn from The Home Place. Next week, we are looking at little times of trouble. You probably had those in your house where things flare up and it's all pretty turbulent for a while. (laughs) We're going to take a look. Uh, Join us next time. God bless. (music) Bye-bye.